The NASCAR drivers are back on a road course, the Echo Park Texas Grand Prix. Let's do this. What's up, friend? Welcome to DFS Tavern. I'm your betting bartender, Anzo. Today, we talk the Echo Park Texas Grand Prix, the road course, Coda, in Texas. It's going to be a heck of of a race we have to look at the information prior to having qualifying because yes there is qualifying on sunday morning we'll be unable to update that but still use the stat model which we have for free to use to start building those teams and look at who's better equipped for this type of race now i want to ask you this question is are you excited to see a new track a new road course racing right now especially when we get to watch them have practice sessions and we get to see them have qualifying as well even though the weather may be a little bit tough we're going to show you the track we're going to go over those drivers that we see fit and we're going to go over the practice a little bit and see what we can do to pick out the drivers and then i'll tell you how to use the final information of qualifying against what we're looking at right now so let's jump to the website and of course, if you want to join us in our Discord chat for the last minute information, that is free as well. All these links are down below. Here we are on the home page. You're going to want to jump to the upper left menu there. Go to the NASCAR page and you can see the Echo Park Texas Grand Prix information is up there as well as the stat model. You're going to want to click on this gray box in the upper right to open up the stat model to use to make it easier on your phone, your tablet, your computer, whatever it is you are looking to make those teams on DraftKings. Now, before we jump into the drivers, let's talk about the track a little bit. And we're gonna pull that up right here. So we have the Coda road course up here. You can see uh, how it looks. The start will and finish will be right before the grandstand in this area right here with turn number one being a tough turn, breaking into the ride. And turn number 11, another tough one that we're gonna have to look at on the upper right hand corner here but what you can't see from this picture is like the elevation difference in the track now the bottom of the portion of this track is the lower as well and the back track here that i'm highlighting here a little bit you can see it is a little bit higher elevation in the air so there is some level changes that we have to deal with on the course and on the track and what those drivers are gonna have to do. Now they had practice in the rain and we're gonna talk about the practice a little bit, but yeah, there are some tight turns. One, 11, 12, 13, 15, and 20 tend to be the toughest. That's where it's gonna be tough to pass. You're gonna have to take chances elsewhere in order to pass and move up the rankings. And we're gonna go to the drivers right now and see how they fared in the practice session. So you want to go to the practice and qualification results here for the racers and William Byron led all drivers 14 total laps 12th was his best lap at two minutes 37 seconds and when we look at the break I kind of figured out like the top 26 are below four seconds behind Byron after that it's a big big jump in time difference especially uh, from 3.9 seconds to 4.3 seconds behind and then it jumps up again to 4.5 4.6 4.9 6.1 over a second worse is cody Ware over ty dillon so maybe they were just feeling that track but then when we go up further we'll see that uh although 21 through 26 are kind of uh chunked together there 
James Davison, Austin Dillon, and Austin Centric are much better than those behind them as well. So you want to look at those key breaks and why certain drivers were a lot better than others. And again, we had to deal with limited laps in the rain to see what was going on. So again, we don't want to dive too much further behind, say, 26th in the uh, finishing positions. But really, once we go Cody Ware and worse, so 31 on back, those drivers are back very, very far from where William Byron was this afternoon. When we look at the stat model, we have all the past performance on road courses, their DraftKings pricing here, their FanDuel pricing, and my rankings prior to their qualifying. Again, this won't be updated in time on the stat model, but you can see the difference maker. What we want to do is battle against the practice time and the qualification time. So we'll talk about Martin Truex here. Martin Truex ranking 23rd in first practice. If he qualifies, say, 10th, the differential will be 13 spots. And don't really want that. We want a negative number to show up in this position. We want higher numbers in the qualifying to give him placement differential. Because that's what we're keen on. We're only dealing with 68 laps. That is broken down on the 3.4 mile track at 15 laps for the first stage, 17 laps for the second stage, and the remaining 36 laps in the final stage. But only 44.4 dominator points allowed or allocated out for this type of race. So not a lot of dominator points. We need the placement differential drivers. So we would want to look at drivers that have a great practice here, like Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson, see if they starting worse than that. So let's say Kyle Larson starting 12th, he would have negative nine points placement differential from 12th to his practice. When we put that negative nine in the qualifying versus practice session, that's going to give him a better output. We want the qualifying to be worse than the price. So those drivers that we're going to look at as far as dominators would have to be starting from the front. We really don't want to deal that too much. But GPP plays, we're going to look at those drivers that give us not only great potential placement differential, but also great practice times and great track history and track type on the road courses. So we really are focusing on the track type ranking, which I have boosted up quite a bit. And you can see here, there's some drivers down the list that provide us. So obviously, Truex, Junior, Elliott, Larson, Hamlin, uh, Harvick, who didn't do have a great practice at all, finishing 32nd, Kyle Busch. Those are all great ones. Our question marks would be maybe Joey Logano, depending on where he's starting from. Maybe AJ Allmendinger, where he's starting from. And then Matt D to Benedetto, where he's starting from. And we can see that Cole Custer and Eric Jones actually give us a little bit of promise in road tracks. But again, they're not, uh, at least Eric Jones isn't racing the best this year. Cole Custer may be a little bit better. And then some people down at the bottom at like 6,900, Chris Busher might be able to give us a little difference. Daniel Suarez typically is better on some road courses as well as Ricky Stenhouse Jr. This is over the last two seasons and even Ryan Priest. So maybe they offer you some values at drivers that can do well at road courses. Now for cash plays, again, we want drivers that are going to start back further and give us all the placement differential as compared to their starting. So we're looking at those drivers that did very well in practice, say 
Ross Chastain at 6K wouldn't probably go much further than that as far as a cash-made lineup. But then Chase Briscoe at 6,400, Chris Buescher at 6,900, and Michael McDowell at 7,400. Again, we want them to be starting back further than what their practice session says. It's a little bit difficult to talk about this the night before without having the qualifications done, the qualifying done, we still can look at it as far as team building by where their price is and where we think we do. So again, cash plays tend to be a little bit safer on the money side. So like Kyle Busch would be a great cash starter if he's starting, say, 10th or worse at 9,900. Same with Joey Logano could be that type of driver. Or William Byron. I mean, he had the best time. Maybe he can start back like in fifth or worse and give us a little bit safer play. But at 9,200, no, it's tough. It's tough to start there. Ryan Blaney, I think, would be a great cash play as long as he starts back further than, say, ninth, where his position is there. And then Alex Bowman, another great road driver, road track driver, would be 8,900. And Christopher Bell, I think, would be another option at 8,300 to be a cash type of play. You can see all the points here that they'd be able to get for their teams. Again, we don't have any qualifying starting at all. You're going to have to watch or at least see the outcome for this to give you the full aspect of your drivers. So I do know this week's video is a little bit different because I won't be around to be able to update the qualifying times on the stat model. But again, you essentially want starting positions, qualifying positions to be worse than what their practice session times were. Not always the case. You still have to go towards those drivers that are better at road courses. Obviously, Chase Elliott is a name that sticks out there. We talked about the other ones. Just go to that tab that has the best road track drivers over the last two years. You'll be able to see that and use that to your advantage to draft those drivers and build your team's Comparably, obviously, there's going to be pivot plays that you're going to take that people just don't look at to, in order to win those GPPs and have those safer plays in there as well to give you the placement differential because that's what we're focusing on, placement differential and finishing position, not so much on the dominator side of things with only 44 points allocated out there for your teams. Join our Discord chat so you can talk with everybody else in there to get the latest info so people will be in there talking about the final qualifying positions and times. I wish you the best of luck this week for your NASCAR team. Be kind. Love you all. Let's do this.